Welcome to episode 13 of the Soulcast. Today's guest, I know a lot of you have been excited for this and we had a great discussion, so let's get into it. Please welcome the Golden One. Welcome, the Golden One, to the Soulcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Always good to talk to like-minded people of uh, wisdom and power. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, well, we're happy to have you here at the Soulcast. Um, what did you get up to this morning? How's your day gone? Yes, so I actually thought to uh, tell everyone exactly what I did. It's something you have promoted quite a bit. And it sounds a bit like a okay. meme, but I actually did sunbathe. And I also sunbathed my balls for optimal testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, Was it this the first nice. time? It does feel nice. So uh, coffee in the sun, did some reading and, um, you know, I can do it in a secluded way. So I could actually also sunbathe as, as much of the body as possible. Highly recommended for anyone <laughs> who hasn't tried it. Yes, uh, I think you really have to kind of experience it to believe it, uh, the feeling that it gives you and the sense of primalness in a way, it's just like we're meant to be in that kind of unrestricted form in nature, I think is a part of it as well. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, again, as you say, it's uh, people have to try it to uh, to not just uh, view it as some sort of meme. So it's uh, yeah, legit good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's crazy to me to think about that, you know, Usually most guys have gone years and years and years without an area of their body exposed to sunlight and sunlight of course being so powerful and energizing is like you want to get that on all of your body regardless of the test side of it whatever else but vitamin D production and all the rest of it it's just a huge thing yeah definitely definitely <laughs> well I guess we should uh, start with a little bit of background and kind of how we got into contact I guess is like the Golden One, you've been in the game a lot longer than I have. I remember reading and watching your videos a long time ago, so this is a bit of a, a fan moment for me as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just want to say that, you know, you were kind of one of the only uh, guys promoting this message of training, you know, honor, all those, all those kind of manly virtues that we respect, uh, that kind of have been lost in a way with Western society. Uh, I think and I think your kind of promotion of that through your videos and all the rest of it online is you know is, is very inspiring to a lot of younger guys who maybe they don't have an example of that in their life and I think it's anything uh, it's something that young men feel internally uh, like in their soul or whatever else is like that you know representing your homeland defending your homeland um, just being a kind of rising to an upper level of spirit and all those kinds of things which we don't see often in today's world oh yeah thank you yeah that's uh that's very heartwarming and, and motivating to hear definitely mm. uh, i think there's a great lack of, um, of of heroic ideals especially when the mainstream culture is so feminized and so ironic all the time uh, i saw a certain opening when I started, uh, I didn't really see anyone else talking about uh, these heroic ideals, which were the standard back in uh, back in ancient Greece, yes. for example, or even back in in Europe not so long ago. So, uh, and especially seeing the situation the West is in at the moment, uh, I truly believe that you know a, a shift in mentality is needed. Otherwise, we'll be 
you know, lost as a civilization, uh, just as so many other civilizations uh, have been lost over over mankind's history. So, um, yeah, definitely needed. Yeah, there are certain societies that, if they have certain values, they tend to perform better or you know exist. Uh, and one of those is kind of the devotion to something other than the self. And I think one of the reasons we're experiencing such a collapse in the other you know the the functionality of the western world at the moment is because of the rise of the individual and there being a more atomized community where you're not particularly uh you don't have a strong ties to your community and so there's less of something to defend uh or represent in that way does that make sense yeah definitely i mean that's uh that's the key i'd say in uh in why we are in this situation uh, everyone is sort of doing their own thing, only thinking about themselves. And of course, it's natural if you have grown up in uh, maybe yeah. different places. You have gone to uh, one school for a few years, then another school. You've moved from town to town. Back in the day, you, ha you were more rooted in your community. Like you, if you grew up with uh, in a village, you had your good mates, you had your family there. And then yeah. when you got older, you also settled down in the area. Uh, maybe with a girl from that area and uh, her family was also there, her friends, and you had a completely different sense of community yeah. and accountability to uh, that community. Whereas today, if everyone or many people are living in big cities, they don't know their neighbors um, and yeah. they don't really know, they don't really have any sense of, they don't care what happens in their vicinity. Uh, and of course, yeah. if everyone goes with that mindset, which is natural in a big city because humans can't really have uh, so many relationships. You can only have so many meaningful relationships. Uh, and yeah. that's easier in a, in a smaller village, of course. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a predicament. But I'd say that uh, <laughs> a lot of guys, they are maybe unhappy because you get unhappy if you only think about yourself. And the same thing if you, if you live for... Uh, uh, a larger idea and if you help others you you will also get happier so uh, yeah it goes uh, hand in hand the ultra individualist um, society and unhappiness yes that's that's a really good point I think uh, a lot of guys who maybe they're blackpilled or whatever else and they see no hope or happiness in how they're living or, or the way their life is going at the moment is like to look outside of the self for that and the helping others is a huge one like it starts obviously with the religious teachings is like help your neighbor uh, it seems to be a source of happiness within the self but also when you help others they can then help others and it has a magnifying effect which is kind of raising the general level uh, of the society that you're in which is infinitely more rewarding than um uh striving to kind of promote yourself all the time so i guess that leads me to a question of saying if if guys don't have that community around them what would you recommend to them to do or, or what communities to look into if they're kind of lacking that uh social community in a way or or kind of a lack of these ideals is there a way to do it online maybe in the, in the communities that are kind of appearing online uh like you said, with like-minded people, or, or is there something that they can do within their local communities to kind of be the figureheads or the spearheads to kind of promote that kind of thing? Because I guarantee, even if you don't realize it, there are people 
feeling the same way as you in your community that maybe there isn't an outlet for that and and to galvanize change in your community and be that kind of to push the boundary i think would be a good thing yeah so basically we have um we have the goods we have the good parts and the bad parts about the modern world so one bad part is that many guys are uh, you know taken out of a social context uh but we do have the good part of course which is uh, communities over the internet and i'm sure there are a lot of guys who are listening to this now who feel part of um, our community or uh, whatever we shall call it yeah. and you know i'm also quite happy when i see uh, guys connecting over social media that i have you know, they strike up a conversation, then they maybe go to visit each other, etc. But they have that sense of, they have a sense of community, they have a sense of not being completely alone. And this is something I get from guys who are in uh, university and college, because obviously they feel a bit out of place where there's a lot of feminized new males and uh, etc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so they feel a bit Factories out of place. to those guys. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So they have, first and foremost, the, the internet community so they can feel like, yeah, there are others like me because no one likes to feel completely different alone. from it. Yeah, alone, exactly. Uh, so they have the internet community and then the internet, of course, also brings the opportunity to find others uh, that might be in uh, their vicinity of course harder in yeah. some parts but uh, it's possible in, in other parts um, and also in regards if we take just uh, an example of a guy in university um, my advice to him would be to you know keep up the networking online you know feel that you're part of a community uh, listen to your podcast watch my videos etc continue to <laughs> yes. uh, you know be in that positive mindset that you are sort of like a yeah, spiritual yeah. community that we're go, going upwards together, helping each other out, out uh, posting physique, uh, admiring each other, <laughs> just, you know, uh, overall positive vibes. Uh, but also trying yes. to, in his, um, at his college or university, trying to find other guys. And you can see, if we're talking about physiognomy, you can sort of see just mm -hmm. the, how another guy looks what sort of person he is so if he looks a bit yeah. jacked uh, you know a good posture straight back uh, firm gaze uh, he looks well put together he's probably a guy you can have some sort of um, common interest with be it lifting or you know, going out uh, hiking or whatever so uh, I would say mm -hmm. to work on both uh, ends both uh, you know keeping the the internet as a spiritual guide and then also you know finding uh, guys in in your vicinity yeah no that's a great point um the last point about the physiognomy how do i how do i say it physiognomy um yeah i'm probably like stuffing that, that up but oh well <laughs> um it, it no it is curious uh i always noticed that whenever i was in a new situation and maybe you're put into a group of 40 people uh, that you don't know you kind of naturally gravitate to the people you get along with and just viewing that and seeing who the people I got along with versus the people that made their other groups, uh, if it's like group work for uni or whatever else, the people that kind of got along usually looked very similar. Yeah. Uh, and I've noticed that, you know, throughout my whole life and always thought it was curious. So it's almost as if, well, I believe that it is that the, the physical outward representation of someone is a, a definite marker of their inner state or their inner mindset as well. 
Yeah, it is. It is true. Uh, I first came into contact with physiognomy uh, maybe seven years ago. I read a book, a uh, historical fiction book by Harry Sidebottom, great author, by the way. Uh, and he talked, yeah. one of his characters in the book, uh, a Greek individual, uh, talked about physiognomy because he was analyzing the others. They had uh, an expedition uh, that was set during the, uh, the 200s in the Roman Empire. Uh, but then I thought, yeah, this sounds interesting, but it sounds like a bit of bro science, uh, maybe. But yeah. ever since then, and if I looked upon, you know, I've been in this game for five, six years, something like that. And I've learned to see, uh, you know, if a guy approaches me, I know from the look on him that he is uh, someone who can relate to my um, to my message, yeah. because I see that yeah. I see in their face and in their body language what kind of guys there are, and I can also see if someone is um, not so receptive to uh, to my teachings, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> 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 you have these uh, new males who are a bit more ironic. They don't really live by, you know, the, the upward striving. So there is something to be said about physiognomy. Uh, you can say, you know, a lot about how a, a person is, the sort of aura he's portraying outward. Um, yeah. So uh, It's almost a uh, subconscious thing, uh, a vibration that you get from certain people. Yeah, uh, definitely. And the other side is that... Uh, you know, ugly people on the inside are usually ugly on the outside, whether that's their demeanor, you know, their personality, how they interact with people or otherwise. And for the most part, if a nice, radiant, beautiful person on the inside is, is going to be pretty attractive on the outside as well. So it's all of that kind of together. Yeah, definitely. And this might sound a bit harsh to say, uh, but it is true because I've also seen the, the kind of individuals who are not so nice they are usually not the the best looking either and uh, yeah, you know yeah. you sense their aura as well they carry around a lot of resentment a lot of envy uh yeah. some hatred as well and uh that negative mindset instead of looking upon yeah. guys like us and saying oh damn these guys uh, look good they have probably some knowledge <laughs> they can impart on me so i can improve yeah instead they're yeah. saying like oh you know what they uh they're self-obsessed narcissists who are only caring about yeah. this or that. So you can see that yeah. quite clearly in the, the soul of a person, how they approach, uh, well, yeah, guys like us. Uh, and as you say, yeah. ugly on the outside, ugly on the inside, usually the case. Yeah, I found the most hate uh, that, that I've seen, at least online, um, and sometimes from people as well, it's, is, it's never the the jacked good-looking guy that's attacking other people and that goes for everyone like it's never the beautiful model who's on commenting on other pictures like you suck uh you're angry you're you look like shit you know all those kinds of things which you see unfortunately on social media is usually the result of people that are kind of trying to deal with their own bad rap in life or you know they're not successful so they hate on other successful people and that's that's part of a broader negative mindset uh, and low vibrational attitude where you're you're not grateful for what you do have you want to tear everyone else's success down because you haven't had success in your own life uh, rather than saying okay well what are they doing right and then I can emulate them and hopefully see the same level of success or, or development that they have and I think that's a very important uh, mindset shift to have is that I I haven't 
like when I was younger, I used to be jealous of other people and sometimes voice that jealousy in terms of like, oh, I bet he's not even uh, happy with the money that he has or things like that just when I was younger when I didn't really understand the concept that they've probably worked very hard for what they have or if it was someone very good at a sport, I'd always try and, not always, like I was relatively good at it, but you know, just being young and foolish, you, you make these comments and judge other people when you don't necessarily know what's going on behind the scenes. And I think part of maturing uh, emotionally is recognizing when you're saying stuff like that out of insecurity, uh, becoming conscious of it and acknowledging it in yourself and going, hang on, maybe that's not the best thing to just spray out someone that I don't know uh, really uh, and kind of trying to cut that out of your life. And once you do that uh, on the whole, then you tend to see better beneficial change in your own life as well. Yeah, definitely. Very well said. Uh, and this is absolutely 100% true that the jacked, athletic, good-looking guy, he is also the nice guy. You know, in uh, you've probably seen this as well in uh, certain Hollywood movies. There's always the, the jacked athlete who is also quite mean and the the downtrodden yeah. guy is the nice guy but this is not uh, yeah. the truth at all and i would say that uh, and I, of course i've also had that sort of resentful mindset when i was younger uh, but i think yeah. the best cure is to when you start on when you start out with your own endeavor so your bodybuilding endeavor for example you start appreciating others on that journey because yes. you understand there there yeah. is so much to um, to take care of you you need to have uh, an extremely disciplined yep. mindset to go to bed to take care of your diet to go to the gym and when you have been in it for, for years <laughs> uh, yeah for for a while you start appreciating the things um, you know others have accomplished and this translates also into business and uh, other career paths so if i see a a great uh, painter yep. or an actor or a musician i can also appreciate because i know the hard work they put in and i know that no one who's good at anything of course talent is real and talent shouldn't be underestimated but i also know that if they're good at something it's because they've also put in a lot of work and that is usually yeah. a good sign of a person that they have that sort of determination and discipline whereas the people who haven't started anything in their lives maybe yeah. they're just drifting along they will not have the same sort of respect for the guys and girls who are really pushing the pace so that is my analysis at least why you see the the more successful people the the better looking people they are kinder and more understanding in your own struggle uh, and this is also yeah. something for anyone uh, who deals with online hate uh, to keep in mind that you know there is the the guys you want to uh, to emulate uh, that you want to have the respect they're not the ones who comment anonymous bad things to you yeah how how do you deal with online hate because i know uh seeing like a small amount of it myself uh my strategy is usually just to block and move on with my day it seems to be working very well <laughs> yeah yeah rule. that's that's the best part uh, i mean now i am so you know if we take five I mean, five years ago it was different but i learned quite yeah. quickly exactly what what i said that you know the guys who are posting uh, vicious comments they are utter trash in their own lives and once you come to that yeah. realization when you if you see pictures of them or if when you truly understand 
what sort of individuals they are, it, lo it loses the um, the sting of the their comments. Yes. Uh, so that's my best advice to anyone who deals with it: that just meditate upon what sort of individuals they are. Uh, you know, if I got if I got criticism from someone I respect, I take it to heart immediately. So yeah. this was also like uh, three or four years ago. Uh, a friend of mine, he said. You know what? You make great videos, but maybe you shouldn't uh, curse so much. You know, use the f f bomb, etc. Uh, and I said, yeah. like, yeah, okay. You, you you know, you might have a you might have a point. So then I started uh, reducing it uh, a bit. Uh, so I mean, yeah. you should be open to criticism, but you should should also be mindful to listen to the guys you respect and never listen to the anonymous commenter online who doesn't have any skin in the game. And that's also why I'm so yeah. adamant in that everyone should post physique, because I also know that the guys who don't want to post physique, they probably have a, a, a loser mentality. Whereas the guys who mm -hmm. have a, you know, they want to post physique, they have the better mentality. Yeah. I think it, uh, especially with the physique thing, it just lends credibility to what you're saying if you're talking about it. And, and even if you're not particularly jacked or whatever else, it's like saying, hey, this is me, I'm here and I'm ready to improve. So uh, across the board, it's kind of a good thing. Um, I, I guess that leads into the idea of self-image aesthetics overall uh, and the importance of presenting oneself well. Uh, I know this is a kind of idea that you popularized uh, through your videos a little bit, uh, and is that... You know, if you're just going about your day, you never know who you might run into. Um, and it's just kind of a thing for your subconscious mind as well. It's always present a nice well, you know, uh, groom yourself, comb your hair, dress nicely, um, always be hygienic, all those kinds of things which seem obvious, but it, it is like a, you can get lazy. And I know I've gotten lazy myself with those things if I feel like I'm not, you know, doing anything important that day. Maybe I'll just chill in, in slobby clothing or whatever else. Uh, and I think it's important to mention because it's the first impression is a real thing. Um, and you're always going to be taken more seriously if you're dressed nicely. Uh, people respect you more just at a subconscious level um, and in conversation and things like that. So not, not to consider aesthetics and you know grooming of oneself and, and all that as like a, a vain thing but an investment in your life um, and you know looking good for an interview it's it's that kind of mentality where you want to put your best image of yourself your best foot forward uh, kind of into the world and I, I definitely think there's internal self-worth effects uh, that kind of carry through to your demeanor and your personality um, so in general just to have that at the forefront of not at the forefront of your mind but always be a consideration not to let that kind of thing slip yeah definitely and this is also something that can either go in an upward positive spiral or a downward negative one because how you yeah. if you wake up first thing in the morning and you look yourself in the mirror and you think oh i look so good today uh then you start feeling <laughs> better then your confidence yeah. go up you become happier you become more pleasant and if you have that sort of radiance uh, when you, especially when you interact with other humans, you feel confident, you feel good, you think that they like you. And this is also some, um, some advice um, I've been meaning to make a video on uh, guys who are, want to be more confident in social situations. It's always the best thing is to, to think that everyone likes you and everyone is receptive to your 
conversation uh, to your company because then you will be a bit more open a bit more yeah. uh, pleasant to be around and then you will gain extra confidence so it can start with just looking in in the mirror uh, and feeling good and that creates a good upward uh, spiral for the rest of the day uh, which if you do it every day um, you will start being more uh, well liked and you will start liking yourself more uh, on the other hand if you feel absolutely horrible because you have um, you have failed in something for example you have failed uh, if you're trying to quit porn and uh, you you relapse then you feel bad with yourself and uh, you get a lower self-image and that in turn spirals down uh, you become a bit more shy perhaps or a bit more uh, um, less impressive uh, you feel bad um, then also of course if we're talking about the classic cleaning cleaning your room uh, also a good way to start your morning just make your bed have everything in order yeah. a small a little accomplishment in the beginning of the day setting the tone Snow for balls. the rest of the day yes exactly <laughs> so um so yeah definitely yeah the uh making a bed is a big one i used to be lazy with that and then one day it just kind of clicked in my head i was like you, you know you're spending a lot of your time in your room just kind of casually with your bed in the background why not just make it it takes what eight seconds <laughs> i have just a, a big sheet that i throw over and then wow the whole room just looks cleaner and nicer and people may not realize but that everything in your environment your subconscious mind is constantly processing um that's why there's a reaction to kind of scan the room as you go into a new area those kinds of things but even if you're not consciously scanning for it your mind has to consciously be aware in case there are threats like saber-toothed tigers hiding in the bushes that kind of thing <laughs> so while you know your room isn't um isn't likely that a tiger's going to jump out uh, your brain is processing all these different things and if there's stuff that's not put away or just kind of cluttering your desk all of those things are taking up uh, brain power uh, that could be better used on other things uh, that just kind of like if you think of your brain as a hard drive with a certain amount of processing power is like you want to maximize what processing power is available to you to do the things you want to do and if there's lots of unconscious ram background activity it just doesn't make sense to have that as like your mental state going forward so cleaning your room and making sure everything has a place like a drawer or a, a storage box or something that can be a great first step to kind of cleaning up your environment and again uh, that snowball effect of if everything's clean and put away you're more likely to get out some books and study if your desk isn't cluttered with shit or um, you know those kinds of things so I think that's very important for, for people to realize and it sounds so simple like oh yeah clean your room but yeah, it's it's a meme for a reason is because the first kind of step in this whole thing is just to take care of what you can take care of and that's your own body that's your own uh, aesthetic grooming that's your own room and you know making it look nice when you have a nice environment to kind of relax in that's another benefit of it uh, making sure things are aesthetically pleasing like hanging up nice posters that kind of communicate what you're interested in those kinds of things like personalizing your room I think are very important for young guys to do uh, so you have a bit of a sanctuary uh, in the modern world to kind of come to and that also will, will benefit sleep when your brain can recognize that this area is you know this is the area where we're safe from the saber-toothed tigers and we can kind of relax and unwind uh, if you have a TV blaring and 
and everything's messy, you don't feel as relaxed and uh, kind of your brain isn't as optimized for sleep in that way as well. Yeah, definitely. There's also something to be said about beauty uh, in it all, that humans thrive yes. better. We are happier when we are surrounded Agreed. by beauty. So as you mentioned uh, just now, and you mentioned it in our previous podcast as well, that you have some some posters up uh, displaying, you know, beauty, basically. I also have some paintings uh, here that I find mm-hmm. beautiful. I try to keep my vicinity beautiful. I have a bust of David uh, standing here by, by my desk and That's some, uh, some uh, flowers as well, some aesthetic books. Um, it will create a better environment for your brain as opposed to if you are living in a, in a mess. Uh, it will create not only, as you say, uh, the, the hard drive example, a very good example by the way, uh, but it also creates a sense of um, if something is ugly, it causes us distress. And this is if we talk yes. about society on, um, yeah, on a societal level, if humans are living in uh, a city that is ugly, it's run down or it's full full of modern architecture or graffiti, etc., they won't be as happy as the people who are living in, you know, the uh, well taken care of, beautiful city. Uh, so what you post on Instagram, in your stories, great content, by the way. Everyone should, should follow you on Instagram. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you. You know these nice pictures from the 80s and 90s of just just beautiful places. You know, uh, there was one yeah. picture you posted. You can see the Mediterranean and there's just a, a table with a cup of coffee on it or something and everything is looks so clean and nice. Uh, yeah. So surrounding yourself with beauty is good for your for everything basically. Good for the soul. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to be a good a good citizen who uplifts the spirit of others, if you look good yourself, if you're well taken care of, you have nice uh, ironed clothes, you're uh, groomed, etc. Um, yeah, you will not only be more, um, you will be treated better by the world, but you will also spread some more joy. So it's not a, it's not an egoistic thing to to think about yeah. your appearance. It's a, it's a, a good um, a good deed for uh, the greater good of the world. <laughs> exactly. No, it's a it's a responsibility to your community in a way. Um, uh let's let's pivot a bit so i have a lot of guys uh, ask me about um mma training or combat sports training and i don't really have any experience in that domain so i can never really answer the questions properly but uh, the main thing is how do i consolidate the gym versus grappling mma is there a kind of balance that you have with weightlifting and how much you do it because i know that if you tr- want to get really good at combat sports, you know, maybe you're training four times a week. If you're also trying to lift weights, uh, you know, three or four times a week, uh, on top of that can be quite taxing. And I was just wondering if you, what are your overall thoughts on that? Uh, I know I personally would recommend you can, you don't need to be lifting six days a week on top of your MMA training and even three times a week or two times a week doing really strong, intense, full body lifting for about an hour. Uh, it is going to be enough for you to make progress and increase strength without busting up your body too much. But that being said, I've never trained MMA, so I can't really say. So I will leave the floor to you. Yeah, sure. So I get this question all the time and I wish I could have um, 
a more white pilling answer, but in my experience at least, <laughs> <laughs> it, it yeah. is quite hard to to combine the two, especially if you are on, if you have come a long way in your lifting and it takes a lot to progress. I mean, in the beginning when you're starting to lift, um, everything kind of goes smoothly, but once you've been at it for yeah. a few years, uh, each step of the progression it uh, it takes so much, you know, harder perfect sleep and, and uh, perfect yeah. nutrition, etc. Uh, but what I did last autumn, I combined the two. So I tried to focus on, you know, shorter sessions in uh, in the gym, focusing on uh, bench, deadlift, and squats. Yeah. Uh, did some accessory movements, but nothing overly much. And then I did uh, grappling and MMA uh, four days a week uh, and lifting mm-hmm. two. Uh, so, yeah, you know, if you, as opposed to now, now I haven't trained MMA in a few months actually because uh, the the Corona pandemic cancelled basically everything. Yeah. Uh, and I do look better now, of course, because I can spend more time in the gym. I can focus more on, you know, my shoulders, yeah. doing military presses, doing more accessory work. Um, now, of course, I had a good physique uh, during the autumn as well, but there you will come to, there will be a difference in focusing fully in the gym. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. Uh, now, of course, if I were to give some general recommendations, it's also to... Um, have different periods so of course I built up my physique um, during a long period of time which also means that I can get away with not training so much in the gym but I can still have you know that solid foundation Um, and the same thing if you are if someone is looking to get into some sort of martial arts you can have periods where you train more in the gym and then you go into a period where you train more MMA this is also something I, you know, on a, on a mental level that once you're into something, you want to train that more. So if I'm into, you know, a gym bodybuilding aesthetics mode, I want to only focus on that because that's my frame of mind. And if yeah. I am in the grappling zone or the MMA zone, I want to, you know, think about MMA. I want to train it more. I want to do it all the time. Um, and if you split your attention, it can create sort of a... Um, Almost like you have, uh, um, yeah, I don't know any good example, but uh, as I view it, I see, I see martial arts as my first love, but I see the gym as my true love. Uh, so you have that sort <laughs> of <laughs> uh, that sort of balance. Uh, but as I would say it, you can have periods where you go into more gym and aesthetics, and then you can have periods. So for me, perhaps during the autumn, where I don't need to look as good because I don't have the tan and I don't have any photo shoots, etc., then I can do a bit more <laughs> MMA and grappling, uh, and then yeah. of course maybe train in the gym two uh, two times a week to maintain strength and uh, muscle mass. So I don't even know if that was a a good answer to the question, but no, I'm sure that helps. Uh, it's kind of like it's it's not one of those ones with a simple answer. It's okay, well, what do you want to get better at? What's your main priority? Do you want to get bigger or do you want to, uh, you know, get better at this grappling skill or, or, or tie boxing or something like that, kickboxing? Um, depends what you value and where you're at in your life and also depends how much spare time you have. Yeah. You could get a, a lot away with a lot more if you didn't have, you know, a real set and work schedule, perhaps you're home uh, on university break or something like that and you have the whole summer free. 
is you could probably get away with uh, with training uh, both if you're able to nap for an hour and a bit during the day and then sleep 10 hours at night and you're preparing all your own wholesome organic food and, and really nourishing your body and stretching and all the rest of it. Um, but that obviously is not possible for a lot of people. So it, it comes down to a balancing act of, okay, what time do I have? What do I want to focus on? What do I want to commit my energy towards? Um, you know, wherever your focus, wherever your, uh, what's the saying? Wherever your focus goes, uh, energy grows or something like that. Have you heard that? Uh, no, I haven't, but it's a very good, uh, it's a good saying, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm misremembering it, but that's the idea is that whatever you're focusing on uh, is going to become uh, a bigger thing in your life. Uh, and that goes to the negative as, uh, negative as well. If you're always worried about what's bad happening in your life and focusing on uh, other people instead of your own, that's going to manifest as, you know, you're not progressing as well in life and those negative things are going to get worse if you're always focusing on them. want to support the show head to gumroad.com slash l slash soulcast one that's the number one uh you guys can subscribe there support the show make sure that we can continue doing great episodes like this yeah definitely so i will say some some practical advice some practical advice as well if you do train both lifting and uh, mma uh, increase your intake of carbohydrates because if you train yeah. MMA, especially grappling, uh, it's quite similar to you know these explosive takedowns, etc. And your body will just burn through uh, carbohydrates uh, like crazy. So increase yeah. the intake. Um, then also I can a little anecdote from uh, from my youth when I trained Thai boxing. So I trained Thai boxing at a place near my um, high school. So I went from school to Thai boxing, and then there was a um, you know, half half an extra hour until my train went back home. So then I we had some weights at uh, that place as well. So I spent the extra half an hour um, uh, lifting. You know, it wasn't anything serious. It was you know some some biceps curls and some sit ups and some military press. Uh, <laughs> so uh, a bit of bro exercises, but it yeah. um, gave me some at least. And if you can find those, uh, you know, put in some lifting wherever possible. Uh, so if you have an, an MMA club and uh, they have a barbell or they have a, a rack to do chins or something, use that as well. Because sometimes you can get away with, you know, a, a lifting session doesn't have to be a, a long marathon. It can be if you have yeah. 20 extra minutes and you smash out a few reps of something. Uh, yeah, it will exactly. go a long way in, in the long run. So... Um, and then also, of course, it depends on, on everyone's situation, uh, where you live, uh, how you work, what times you work, etc. Yeah. Um, but if you want to combine the two, and if there are some weights at your MMA place, uh, I would say you should lift before you do MMA, uh, so that you're not completely burnt out in your muscles. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, this is also something I did a few years back. Uh, I did... Um, a, a quick back session, uh, deadlifts, then directly onto barbell rows, then directly onto shrugs. So three exercises in short succession, and then I went up to grapple. 
And now, of course, that required quite a bit of carbohydrates as well. But uh, it is doable. Yeah. Uh, it's hard, but uh, you can find those sort of combinations. Yeah, I've I've come to realize maybe uh, that you really only need one big set and one big kind of strain of the muscles you're trying to work in order to elicit uh, uh, that reaction that you're looking for, you know, that hypertrophic response or the response in your body that's going to promote strength gain or whatever else is people, you know, there's this mentality that you're not working hard enough unless you're in the, in the gym for two hours. Mm. And I think especially in terms of in terms of pure muscle gain, you really only need a short period of time of lifting with intensity, focused on the muscles that you're trying to improve. Uh, and, and all of that can be condensed. Like I usually work out my chest in 20 minutes these days. Mm. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll start out with dips. I'll do three sets of that straight to incline press, three sets of eight of that. Um, and straight into dumbbell chest press. And this is all within a 20 minute time span. So, you know, you, you're really getting a pump on uh, and then into flies uh, and then a cable fly finisher at the end. But it's like that completely fries the pectorals, uh, but I'm not in the gym lifting and benching for an hour and a half. All those extra sets that you're doing might not necessarily be the best thing if you're looking for muscle gain, but it is going to negatively wear out your joints uh, and use up a whole bunch of energy uh, that you could be used for recovery and all the rest of it, especially if you're training with this, uh, you know, the other MMA commitments or whatever else. Um, would you say that lifting has benefited your MMA game? And it, is it something that, you know, if someone's exclusively only training uh, the skill of MMA, that they should weightlift as well? Um, yeah, first and foremost, I will just comment on, on the length of a training session. For me, it's about yeah. maybe 45 minutes uh, a training session. Perfect. So my mentality is just uh, the day before I'm trying to optimize sleep and nutrition and then go in and hit the weights like, uh, uh, you know, with a force of a thousand suns, like boom, yes. go in and just have exactly. a hard session. Uh, and I try to do it in, yeah, you know, 40, 45 minutes. It doesn't have to be longer. Uh, as to your other question, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's huge, especially in, in terms of grappling. Uh, you know, you can really... You know, grapplers, they often say, like, yeah, technique is important, but, you know, just pure strength, it you can get... You can go a long way with it, and you can get away with a lot of things, and... Yeah. Certain techniques, if I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I know full well they would never work on a really strong guy because of yeah. Uh, yeah anatomy basically uh, yeah. so in terms of grappling it is huge of course you need some technique as well but if you're strong it will count a lot to uh, to both withstanding um, you know attacks from the opponent but also getting in so a takedown for example the stronger your arms are the more likely you are to be able to you know pull uh, an opponent's legs together uh, lift him yeah. up, sort of like a deadlift. If you're used to deadlifting 200 kilos, you know, lifting a guy yeah. of 100 kilo is no problem. Um, yeah. So there are so many aspects where you feel, uh, you know, strength and mass coming into play. Then, of course, also if we're talking about withstanding uh, punishment uh, from striking, uh, if you have a thick neck and thick traps, uh, and if you get a punch to your chin, you will be much better able to yeah. withstand absorb uh, the blow yeah uh, 
And the same thing if you get the punch in wherever it is in your body, the more dense your bone mass, uh, and of course you can increase your bone density by doing heavy lifting, such as squats, for example, it will eventually build stronger bones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, I've never broken a bone in my life, and that's not because I've been, been particularly careful, but because I've you know taken care of drinking my milk and calcium and, uh, and training. <laughs> <out>, so. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so yes, in, in terms of uh, every grappling movement, uh, takedowns, uh, resisting takedowns in the tie boxing clinch, example, and then also in being explosive when you punch. Now, of course, there is um, uh, you need to when it comes to punching, you need to, re- to be able to relax your muscles to to elicit that speed of the punch. But when you learn to activate your entire body, and if you have the mindset already that you know when i do a deadlift for example i use my entire body when i do a squat yeah. i activate my entire body same thing with a punch really that you you activate yeah. it from the legs you getting that twist uh, so i'd say also on a, on a more mental level how you approach uh, the techniques in mma if you have been training in the gym and you have the sort of mindset uh, it will be a lot easier yeah no 100% i mean i wish i had more to say on that but i've i've never really um done the training properly uh i guess uh another point with the mma training is i've done some physical training because i used to be a a bouncer in nightclubs so there's some kind of mandatory training that you have to do self-defense and manipulation of people you know physical removals all that kind of thing which gave me at least some base knowledge of what to do if if a fight broke out kind of thing but having that skill in the back of your head knowing that you know how to at least move evasively if someone's attacking you physically um throw a a kind of lethal in quotes uh strike that it's actually going to do some damage to someone if they were looking to hurt you or whatever else that kind of inner confidence is so valuable as a man to you know keeping your head in in hectic situations or and just in general believing in yourself and having that self-confidence that i think it's invaluable that uh you know i haven't trained it myself but doing some sort of combat sport training and it also teaches those classic things of discipline uh humbling oneself when learning something new all of those things that people rave about when they start maybe they start doing jujitsu for the first time uh, a big thing is that they they get addicted to the improvement and that's more so a, a general thing that i recommend is like whenever you're improving each day uh everything else doesn't really matter like you're you seem to derive some sort of inner satisfaction from growth whatever that may be whether it's you know reading more each day or or studying more or whatever your chosen endeavor is to just keep on chipping away at it every day uh, and improving with lifting or mma or whatever else is like everything else can kind of go to shit but as long as you're improving and have that headspace uh and getting better uh i think that's kind of a a a beacon for people to hold on to in the hectic world that we live in today yeah, definitely. The the progression is everything. That's actually one of the reasons I... Uh, so I started lifting when I was 20, and then at 25, or actually 26, I uh, went back to, to martial arts. And one of the reasons... How actually, old are you now, sorry? I'm 30 now. So, okay, uh, go on. Uh, yeah, one of the reasons was that I wanted to get that progression, because I had been stalling uh, in the gym for quite some time. Uh, 
so so I thought to go back to uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and MMA to um, to get that you know learning process again. It's so so rewarding. Um, yeah, it's it is addicting to get that sense of um, you know each small step counts and it's a little victory, uh, no matter if you're yeah. talking about uh, the gym or or Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Right. Um, so we had a, a few questions asked from people. Um, so let's delve into those a bit. Uh, one of them was how to find adventure in the modern age. So that's obviously a very broad question, but I think inherently it, it speaks about the yearning for adventure and danger that, that young guys biologically have ingrained within them. Uh, it's what's motivated men to conquer foreign lands and, and all that kind of thing. And I think at least now in Western societies, it's a bit, feels a bit stifling in that sense that there maybe is less of an adventure to be had out there. Um, that, but I still think it's possible. So what are your thoughts on adventure in the modern age? And I'll say something after you, but what do you think? Uh, yeah, sure. So I mean, if we're talking about classic, classic adventuring, going out in a in a jungle or something, uh, of course there are certain such possibilities. Um, yes. If you if you um, if you look around, uh, maybe you can go to to Thailand, uh, rent a scooter, and just go uh, straight out into the countryside and see where you end up, and then start going up uh, uh, in a jungle or something. Uh, but yeah. in a more um, uh, in a way that you can you can live in an adventurous way even where you are of course if you are some sort of entrepreneur it is an adventure mm -hmm. and you will have the sense yeah. of excitement all the time it is uh, unsafe in a lot of ways because you, maybe you don't know if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna make it or uh, if you're <laughs> gonna get enough uh, money from it etc but I mean if you view a entrepreneurship in the modern world is sort of similar to an explorer or a, a trader or something a few hundred years ago you know going out on a ship to sail to china to bring home some exotic goods and then to sell yeah um then also of course if we're talking about a on the political side uh, i wouldn't really recommend this but for anyone uh, yeah, for all, all swedish guys are listening if you want some uh, some sense of uh of adventure, you can always become a political dissident. Um, now, of course, I wouldn't really recommend it for someone who is uh, um, who is in um, perhaps a company and has a, a, a way up in in that career, because you will you will destroy yeah. a lot of opportunities. But there is at least that sense of adventure. So, if I look on my own life, and for as long as I've been my own man, <coughs> my own man, and uh, a political dissident I've never been bored uh, at least there's always been yeah. stuff going on so uh, not yeah. always the most comfortable but you get that satisfaction of uh, of adventure at least I'd say yeah for sure so uh, you touched on pretty much what I was going to say is that um, it's still very possible to go to you know some less developed areas of the world just hop on a plane uh, with your mates and I've done this through South America gone on backtracking backtrack backpacking trips uh where it's just been me and a few lads uh, going to cities that we really don't know much about and just walking through them and seeing what kind of adventures you can get up to it, it's the same feeling 
in, a, in a foreign land, you know, all that kind of thing, which can be done uh, with travel in the modern age, you know, you're not going to be discovering a new country, but you know, that's fine. Also, I think there's a lot to be said for the modern world and the benefits of it, uh, the creature comforts that we that we enjoy, while not necessarily good for us to exhibit all the time. Um, they're there for a reason. And it's, it's good to have them and the kind of developed society that we have that might impact the the cause of adventure but you know there's stuff to appreciate there uh within that of course uh, I, I think is a big one is becoming an entrepreneur of some kind um i've found that in my kind of realm in this sobra thing is that you know you kind of live and die by the sword and you can do your work and sink or swim uh, and it's really up to you what happens which is completely different mindset uh spiritually as well from just working a job where you're punching numbers in a spreadsheet and i've worked that uh for a number of years just as a necessity um and i can say once you step from out uh of that kind of safe umbrella uh the potential for risk obviously goes up but the potential for the upside goes up as well and that kind of facilitates a, a grander feel of adventure and that you have some kind of control of your own destiny that's that's good and bad uh, and i think that is is the best kind of way forward to, to kind of develop in business or go and tr travel foreign lands with your manabund or whatever else um and yeah that's a way to kind of develop a sense of adventure in the modern world yeah definitely and i would say also that uh, you have a great benefit as an entrepreneur if you're also a a gym bra so if you are used to that discipline and that sense of accountability yeah. towards yourself because as we know uh both been in the gym a long time your results it's up to you basically uh yeah. no one can come and give you 10 kilos of muscle mass you have to work for it yourself same thing as an entrepreneur no one will come to the rescue you have to put in the work yourself uh, you can't you can't cheat you can't cheat yourself uh, you can't yeah. argue your way uh, around a problem you just have to deal with it and you have to be disciplined in uh, in doing so um, then also I thought to to mention something about um, adventuring uh, something that everyone who's listening to this can do uh, is to go out in um, in nature, find some cool, I don't know, nature reserve or something. Find the yeah. most epic place you can, and you have to do it with a mate so he can take a picture of you, and then you take pictures of each other, <laughs> uh, and just go to an epic place, and then post to Instagram. You can you can tag both of us in the picture. Uh, so yeah, yes. go, go out in nature, find an epic place, uh, strike a pose, uh, you know, a heroic pose. Uh, so you post physique and uh, you show that sense of sense of adventure. So that is, um, yeah, something you can do, everyone. Yes, uh, I look forward to those uh, tags. So keep them coming, guys. Um, yeah, I guess uh, a good life skill to kind of have uh, this kind of related to the entre entrepreneurship thing is if a problem arises, like there's no one skill you have to really master uh, in developing a business or whatever. And I'm no business expert. I don't want to say that I am or anything else. But what I've noticed is that to progress uh, in whatever you kind of choose to, to make entrepreneurship wise is that if a problem comes up, you have to learn a way to fix it or get around it. And there's no, there's no one else to go to, especially if you're working by yourself for the first time. And I think that uh, kind of 
mentality of yeah whatever happens I'll deal with it is is kind of a, a greater life uh, skill to have uh, in terms of your mentality is that if something comes up that sucks okay be uh, upset about it for five minutes that's all you get and then you have to move on figure out what your next step is and that goes for any negative events in your life it does not help to say oh woe is me you know how could this happen to me this is so such a bad thing bad luck or whatever else it's like okay the thing has happened the consequences are there whether it was your own doing or just a, a random truly was bad luck it, it doesn't matter and it doesn't help anyone to ruminate on it and to you know be upset about it is it's kind of the essence of of being a uh, independent man is to okay I have this problem uh, what can I do about it if I can't do anything about it cool let's just move on uh, and that kind of echoes the the sentiments of stoicism as a whole uh, which I recommend anyone kind of if you're young guys first getting into reading is the the ancient uh, philosophers talking about stoicism obviously meditations by Marcus Aurelius is a classic uh, but they give this proponent of a, a mentality of saying what I can control, I'll do something about, but if I can't control it, if it's out of my hands, don't devote a single amount of emotional energy towards it because you're not going to be able to affect it and it's a waste of your time and energy. Yeah, definitely. I was going to uh, to mention the uh, stoicism as well. Uh, huge, huge thing to take on board, especially Massive. when you when you end up in those situations where you just think that, oh, why did this happen to me of all people but you know bad things happens to everyone and if you can approach any problem in a stoic manner say like okay let's let's try to deal with this i i will be patient i will read as much as possible try to fix it uh without succumbing to negative emotions which of course it's natural if you do if you are in the beginning and you have some sort of problems uh whatever it might be it might be something with a web shop or a some technical problems you just have to be you know not succumb to uh, frustration or despair you know view it in a stoic manner um, yeah. approach every problem um, and exactly as you say uh, can I fix it okay if I can fix it then I patiently try to do it try to fix it can I not fix it well then it's no use to to waste any yeah. emotion or energy on it yeah exactly and the next step of that is to even say that everything that happens to you is a positive. And this is the kind of next level of the reframing uh, of stuff that happens to you is seeing quote unquote negative events as positive life lessons for you. And no matter what happens going, okay, well, why did this happen? Was it a result of my own failings? Did I, was I not disciplined in some area of my life which led to this? Uh, did I not take care of my relationships properly? You know, did I not put in the work or, or whatever else? Um, so then when bad things do happen to you, you can see them and go, is there a lesson in this? What can I learn from this? Even if it was a bad luck or whatever else, it can be, okay, how can I prevent this kind of bad luck happening for me uh, in the future? Uh, and that kind of builds this more resilient mindset where you look at everything that's happening to you as a lesson uh, or an opportunity for you to develop uh, mentally and spiritually, I think is a great way to, you know, kind of view it as like, okay, universe, you want to throw that at me? Let's go. I can handle it. You know, I can deal with that. Uh, what are you going to throw at me next? And, and 
maybe reframing it on the whole as, as a positive thing and when you tend to do that more often uh it seems like you it's a it's a great bulwark against uh you know dealing with the the throes of life yeah definitely and uh, as i see it i, I view Every time I make a mistake, I can view it as you know only a mistake, or I can view it as a lesson I pay for. Exactly. So I can take yep. uh, an example uh, with a supplement you to name nutrition. Um, now we have uh, you know printed bags, so it's not an issue anymore. But uh, one year ago, uh, we put on stickers on the amino acid bags, so it was uh, yep. amino acid strawberries, and I had forgotten to put on the weight of the bag because you need to have like 400 grams or a kilo or whatever yeah. uh, so when I designed the, the sticker bag uh, that we then put on uh, manually my wife and I uh, so uh, I forgot to put on 400 grams on the design so there was nowhere to be seen how much the bag actually weighed so I had to order more stickers you know small round uh, red stickers that said 400 grams and I thought you know yeah. what that is uh, you know, extra work, extra time. We have to wait for the factory to produce those little stickers. Then we have to put it on manually again. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, the way I approached it there was just, okay, I will make damn sure next time I will not uh, miss anything, not the slightest detail yeah. on uh, whatever design I'm doing. And, uh, you know, since then, I haven't made any such uh, silly mistakes. So it wasn't a big exactly. deal, but I viewed it as a lesson and a reminder to be... You know, yeah. Look, look through everything uh, an extra time. Yeah, um, exactly. There, are, there are no mistakes. There are just lessons to be learned. That's yeah. uh, the takeaway from that. And I think, as long as you're learning from your life and moving forward, it's not really apart from the the very catastrophic events, whatever else. A lot of the time, you're negatively viewing something which isn't that big of a deal. You know, maybe maybe it does stuff up something in your business or or your lifting or whatever else, but you know, at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. Are you dead? Cool. All right. Well, you'll get over it uh, and just uh, move forward from it. I think a lot of people um, dramatize uh, some of the stuff that happens to them for whatever reason. It's just a trick of the ego. But uh, to kind of just view it as also as, yeah, it's not that serious, you know. Oh, well, uh, and kind of move on from that. Yeah. And I mean, something to keep in mind also, and this is for all, for everyone, I mean, everyone makes mistakes uh, there is no one yeah. alive who doesn't every once in a while stumble and that's also what yeah. we talked about in the beginning about the uh, the mindset you know the guys who are also on a journey be it a bodybuilding journey an entrepreneurial journey or a, maybe they're a musician or an artist they also understand that they have made mistakes so it's only natural that others make mistakes but the guys who never attempted anything they will judge more harshly yes, if someone yeah. makes a mistake because they have no clue how hard it is to, to just have a, a smooth yeah. uh, sailing uh, upwards and onwards. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, something to keep in mind. Everyone makes mistakes and, yeah, just learn from them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, another topic that was kind of hotly requested. Uh, kind of marriage and relationships in today's society. Uh, I get asked... A lot of the time, how do I, or what are the best ways to find a girl that, I guess, is uh, quote more traditional uh, than than the average girl today, uh, and maybe more so, what you've done in in your relationship for it to progress so well, and and all those other things, uh, 
in terms of girls in general, because uh, a lot of guys are kind of not, I guess they're disillusioned, and, and my point would be is that there are good girls out there, uh, it's just that the negatives are brought to the forefront of our society through social media and all the rest of it, just like the negatives of guys are as well, and I, I think it's a result of, um, you know, consuming a bit too much negative media and, and things like that is like they have this false notion that all girls are bad or girls have an, a notion that all boys are bad, bad and all the rest of it. So what are your thoughts on uh, marriage and, and relationships in today's society and maybe what are the best ways to kind of go about them? Yeah, so this is also one of those questions I get, uh, get all the time and it's hard to give a, a straight answer yeah. here and um, you know, I will be honest, you know, since the mainstream culture is quite decadent, most women will be quite decadent because women follow the mainstream in a much um, uh, you know, higher extent than men do. Uh, so there might be, you know, there are, of course, good girls, but uh, I, I won't give any false hope in saying that, you know, yeah, there's full of, full of good women because many of them are quite quite bad uh, I don't want to blackpill anyone but I also want to be uh, honest saying that mm -hmm. um, so but anyway in regards to attracting a good traditional wife I am um, if you think of it as a mirror you you want to look in a mirror but you want to see a female version so the values you present yourself um, has to be mirrored by the woman so if you want a woman who is you know, have traditional values, then you have to present traditional values yourself. So yeah. if you have, uh, so if a guy is listening to this uh, and he has an Instagram account, uh, the things you post there, the values you post there, you can either post you're out getting drunk in a nightclub. Uh, yeah, then a traditional woman will probably not view you as the, the, opus the optimal match. Whereas yeah. if you portray, you know, some wholesome activity, uh, or you, you know, post physique, you post about discipline, you post about traditional values, uh, yeah, then she can mirror it, and it can be a good match for her. Because ultimately, marriage and relationships, etc., it's to a certain extent uh, <laughs> almost like a business negotiation. You know, you want to you want to find a good fit for your life. Um, yeah. So if a woman is, you know, she's fed up with the decadent world, she's never really been into it, she just wants a, a good husband to share a life with, build a family, so she will look at what kind of qualities uh, do I want in a husband. Yes, I want someone who's reliable, uh, who, who looks good, who uh, takes care of himself, who seems to have a good social um, capacity. Uh, you know, he, um, he has friends, he is with his family, he has a good relationship with his mother, he has, um, you know, some studies, he has uh, a good work, he seems overall like a stable guy. If you present that to the world, then eventually, or hopefully, a woman will find you that you're a good fit. But on the opposite side, if you are, you know, uh, maybe on social media you're posting a lot of things that... Uh, a woman who is out for a stable husband can't really relate to. Yeah, of course, then you, you might scare away some potential yeah. potential women. So, um, yeah, for example, if you 
if some if some guy on Instagram posts a picture of you know he's posing with a with a porn star or something at some event or uh, posting with uh, you know uh, just at parties or whatever else yeah exactly nightclubs um, then uh, then it's not a good match for that woman so my main point be the kind of man you think uh, the kind of woman you want would want uh, if that makes sense yeah exactly it's that the whole idea of uh, like attracting like yeah exactly, uh, exactly. whatever whatever mindset you're putting out to the world is the mindset and attitude and energy that you're going to get back um, so it is kind of hypocritical in a way and I've been guilty of this myself as well is like in the past um, it saying that you want you know a traditional or more traditional girlfriend but then personally still going out to the clubs um, on the weekends and and drinking and whatever else it's like that lifestyle isn't going to attract people that are not in that lifestyle uh, so you really have to do some internal searching and say okay if that's truly what I want then I, I need to adjust and and show uh, personally and that's that's almost like leads to a, another point of people can say what their values are but at the end of the day what you're doing day to day that's what actually really shows your values <clears throat> and I think a lot of guys uh, might get trapped in the online LARPing a little yes, bit yes it's like, exactly uh, going on Twitter and saying you know return to honor and all these things but they're just posting from their you know posting from their room they don't have a job uh, and, and they're not you know not being social they're not contributing their community all those kinds of things which like it's just, yeah it's, it's LARPing at the end of the day and it's not going to solve anything it's not going to improve your life and if you genuinely want to say to people that these are the values that I think are relevant and these are the values that I want to embody that you actually truly have to do that even when no one's watching you know character is is what you do when no one's looking and, and kind of developing that internal sense of living the values uh, and and living the, and putting out the energy that you want to put out and receive as well uh, is the only way to really kind of find that in your life. Yeah, definitely. And again, this is uh, why I promote promote the post physique meme because there's so many guys who, you know, have no have no concept uh, about doing the right thing in their own life, but they post so much expectations on on women or on other men, saying how degenerate yeah. everyone is, but at the same time they might just sit in a cellar without any job without any good physique <laughs> without any social yeah. network and and judge others and that's also something um, to keep in mind for anyone who's looking for a, a good traditional woman uh, there is a lot of guys who are looking for that sort of women so they will probably be able to pick uh, pick and choose quite a bit so then you can't just be a a loser basically you have to you have yeah. to have things going for you you have to be on an upward yeah. path uh, and then also something now i'm not a i'm not a, an expert in in the female psyche or anything but something that is commonly known and something to keep in mind is that you know a woman is attracted to a guy with a purpose a guy who is going upward and onward then she comes yeah. to be your companion. She is not primarily out for a guy who is desperately looking for a woman. Yeah. So it's almost like you, the more you want uh, a girl, the less she wants yeah. you. Because she wants you to be yeah. focused on your goal. And if you lose that goal, 
she might lose attraction for you. And this is also something some guys, they might lift for, uh, for women, but once they get a woman, their motivation to lift disappears. And then, of course, if he becomes a slouch, he is dishonest to his girlfriend because she wanted to get with a guy who, you know, is disciplined and have that sense of um, sense of a higher destiny. Um, yeah. So that is something to keep in mind as well to be to be to have a plan to go upward and onward, uh, and that a woman will may at least find you. Yeah, a hundred percent. That kind of leads into what I uh, I wanted to touch on with you um, and is is being talked about a little bit uh now i think partially in thanks to guys like you kind of spreading the messages about how porn is uh a a negative impact on, on society as a whole um and the kind of dangers of it especially as a young guy and i'm speaking from experience here growing up in the western world as a teenager and with access to the internet and all things like that is you get uh trapped in uh in looking at porn and and maybe addicted to it uh if if you're looking at it for too long and in general just the the harmful effects of it and how it can impact your relationships it can impact your sexual function it can impact your level of dopamine release uh in other activities and i know some guys kind of they'll brush it off and say oh no you're just being being weak or you just you know i watch porn and, and still get with my girlfriend but as a whole, how much of a, almost like a, a, a demon in a way, it's, it's like it's stealing away your sexual energy, your vitality. Uh, if you look at the, the, the activity of watching porn on the whole, I always say to guys that are trying to, they message me about trying to kick porn addiction or whatever else is, whenever you're, you get the urge, have a, a third person view of yourself sitting at your computer with your pants down and see if you want (laughs) to see if you want to continue that and go down that path then once you have that reframing of yourself you know hunched over lit over by the the light of the monitor and how truly (laughs) pathetic that looks unfortunately um but yeah i guess you've you've been railing against it um on the whole on your um posts and everything but yeah, I just wanted to highlight uh, to guys to, to really make that a, uh, an issue of discipline is to completely cut that out of their lives. And I know they're going to see improvements uh, in their relationships and life in general, their energy, their vitality. Uh, I know I did uh, once I, I finally got out of that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I would say that uh, I listened to your uh, episode on porn uh the other day and I thought you brought up all the valid points uh, so very good episode if you haven't listened to it uh, I would definitely recommend you to do so and one Thank of you. the best things you said there was you know you're tricking your brain if you have if you're watching porn um, and you see you know three four five different um, attractive women and you're tricking your brain into believing that you have impregnated yeah. you have sex with five yeah. girls and i mean that's for the brain it's the ultimate <laughs> ultimate victory uh genetically yeah. and evolutionary brain. you have uh, yeah you know five uh, maybe five children on the way with with uh, different women uh, and if you compare your other victories um say if you say that uh, making your bed is a small victory but it's getting completely overshadowed by 
brain thinking that you have successfully impregnated five yeah. uh, attractive women. So when you cut it out, when you stop tricking your brain into believing that you've achieved a great victory, the other smaller victories will be more, um, it will bring you more happiness and contentment. Uh, same thing with the gym. If you have progressed, if you have added a kilo on the bench press uh, session, that's a victory and it will be more of a victory if you don't have the porn demon who is tricking you into believing that the greatest victory is found a few times a day in in this in the light of the screen of your computer with your <laughs> with your pants down uh, yeah so there is something to be said that your brain is getting like literally rewired uh, and there's also studies showing that you know your willpower is being reduced uh, when you watch porn uh, yeah. so there is a lot of uh, negative things and uh, again as you say uh, imagine our third person is watching you is this the guy you want to be are you are you really this person do you want to be an epic hero achilles or uh, theseus or do you want to be the guy who sits yeah with his uh, <laughs> pants down and no one wants to be that guy yeah exactly really, no one wants to be that day. guy um that reminds me actually of a, a saying i don't know if, if you coined it or whatever else but you promote it on your website is that your ancestors are watching you Yes, and exactly. I think that is such a great thing to to have in the mind as a young guy is that you are alive here on this earth because generation after generation of your forefathers have struggled and fought for their right to exist and live in this world. And you know, it's it's very lucky as well that you're here. So, in all things, do you want to be the kind of guy that's you know? watching porn, not chasing his dreams, scared of talking to people, scared of taking that risk. It's like, your your problems are not that great in terms of the grand scheme of the struggle and the wars that might have been fought with, with generations ago. And if you have that in your in your head, that your ancestors are there uh, watching you uh, do, do what you do throughout your life and how you conduct yourself, that's such a great positive influence. And they are genetically within you. You are obviously created for the people, your parents and your grandparents, so on and so forth. But to have that knowledge kind of at the front of your mind as you go through life is a really great motivator and can really go the extra mile when you're feeling lazy or, or whatever else to be that, that extra bit disciplined. And at the end of the day, it's, it's all about promoting those little tools and those little tricks of the mind to kind of work against the... The, the voice in your head that wants you to just lay on the couch instead of hit the gym or, you know, watch some Netflix instead of writing that bit of content for your, your business or whatever else. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, just to finish off, um, why do you not have a Golden One podcast? <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good question. I uh, I think it's just because I've been too... I've had so many other social media outlets. Yeah. And I think YouTube uh, has filled the role of um, of me talking about topics. Uh, yeah. Then, of course, I have Instagram uh, and Telegram, where I post as well. But I have thought about maybe a podcast. If something, something should happen to the YouTube channel 
then I might start a, uh, a podcast uh, to replace it. But as for now, as long as I can keep my YouTube, I think it's a it's a format I like and it's something I'm used to. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, it's fun to to be a guest on podcasts uh, such as this one um, yeah. to have a bit of longer conversations. But um, I'll see. Maybe maybe in the future there will be a, a golden podcast. Very cool. Uh, I know a lot of guys uh, would be up for listening for that. Um, but otherwise, man, thank you so much uh, for joining me on the Soulcast. Yeah, thanks uh, for having where, me. Good, good talk. Where can people reach you? Uh, obviously, you have your YouTube. Uh, is that all under the golden one? Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, I have a homepage as well, thegoldenone.se, uh, and there you have all the links to various social media and uh, and other pages, etc. Cool, easy. All right, thanks, mate. Um, all right, awesome. Hopefully, we will see you again soon on the Soulcast. But uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and thanks for listening, guys. Uh, see you next time.